Oh, um, Danny, 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 this was excellent. I was not, and this is what I like, I wasn't expecting this. I was not expecting this. This is why Jericho always seems to manage to catch you off guard. Like, yes, yeah. he just does, doesn't he? He always finds that moment where you're not expecting it to happen. The screen comes on, the lights go out, and I'm thinking, who is it? Who could it be? It didn't even enter my head, Jericho. Someone comes on the screen, turn around. I see him put that little bit of what, I don't know, makeup on his cheek. I thought, it's fucking Jericho. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Newspaper FM. I am your host, Daniel, and today we're going to be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling Dontaku 2019. I am joined as ever by Danny. Danny, how are you doing? Hi, Daniel. Yeah, I'm really good, mate. Um, had a nice, relaxing day. Um, watched Wrestling Dontaku last night after we recorded the Night One show. And I watched the day two shows today. I've had a nice little walk. I feel all refle- refreshed. I've had a invigorating shower. How's your day been? Oh, my day, Danny. I watched night one last night after a long, hard day at work. I watched night one. I'm falling asleep. I'm forcing myself to stay awake for it. I watched the matches that I wanted to see mainly. This morning, I set my alarm for 6 a.m. 6 a.m. my alarm was set for. Um, because New Japan, I went on their website. Last thing I did last night, the show was meant to start 6 a.m. GMT time. However, this was not the case. It started at 7 a.m. So I dozed a bit back into bed, woke up, and it, I was half asleep watching half of the show, I've got to say. Um but yeah, so the big news, Danny, coming out of the show. Chris Jericho is back in New Japan Pro Wrestling. For those of you who've been living under the rock, a rock for the last six, seven, eight hours, whatever it's been. Big news, Danny. Big news. Jericho Carter at Dominion. Um, obviously, this means Jericho, an AEW wrestler, is now going to be working in New Japan. What do you think this is going to mean, Danny, for the dynamic going forward? We know that they already had an agreement in place. However, Jericho had said on his podcast he had not heard anything from New Japan. He was happy to work at Madison Square Gardens, but they didn't speak to him about it. So it appears, it appears they picked up the phone, Okada, Jericho, Dominion. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting one. Um, obviously, two bits of news regarding Chris Jericho come out last night. Um this was a bit more, this was a bit of a shocker. Um, wasn't expecting it. It looks good for the organization of Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and CMLL because it does seem, and the NWA to a certain degree, because it does seem like um, AEW is going to be working with these companies. They've built up numerous partnerships around the globe before they've even started. Let's hope it doesn't go down the same road as Global Force Wrestling did. 
But um, when Jericho turns up, it's going to be a big event. Dominion's a big event anyway. This has just made it a lot more exciting. And as we go through the show, there is another match that's been announced for them, um, which I know has been all over Twitter today. Uh, so I'm already really looking forward to watching Dominion in June. So I think that is that is a great a great piece of business by New Japan, and it also puts AEW on a worldwide spectrum or platform. If there's Japanese fans that don't know about AEW, so I think it's great. I think it's it, it creates good business. If you, if you listen to when the books and the all elite or the the guys there when they used to do the live streams when they were over in Japan, they get asked a lot of questions off Twitter. And throughout their throughout these questions, it'd be like, "Who did you want to face? What's what's going on with the revival and all this?" And the books and Cody have been saying for a long time, and Kenny as well, have been saying, "You know, cross promotions a thing. People can do it." I think even the WWE is moving more towards cross promotion now than than it ever has been. I mean. Don't get me wrong, I think we're still some time off that, but there is the possibility in the future that something might happen. If you think to yourself, uh, Jushin Thunder Lag has been on a WWE show recently, um, about 2015. And obviously Progress are more affiliated to WWE, but they're getting guys on their show from WWE. Hunters turned up at ICW. So there is things outside that universe of WWE that's happening. The longer this road goes down, I'm hoping you're going to see all different companies working with each other. So I'm really, 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 really excited about this announcement. Mm, See, I I see it a little bit differently, Danny. I see it a little bit differently. I think, I'm not saying this is the case, but maybe, I don't know. So Jericho, AW, all of a sudden, New Japan weren't interested in Jericho. They weren't, didn't. They could have booked him for MSG, but they didn't. But Rick- Jericho, Jericho was a great salesman in terms of his. Um, he, nobody expected him to be in New Japan first time. Then he point blank said that he's got no further commitments. Then he turned up at New Year's Dash. This is something Jericho does very well. No, but what I'm saying is maybe this is starting New Japan starting to maybe partner with AEW more so than Ring of Honor after what went down at MSG. That's what that's what people might be. I know I know you probably disagree. I disagree because there's Ring of Honor and New Japan are that interlinked. Do you know what I mean? With all the trades that they go on, it benefits both companies. But you know this rumor is going to be going about now. People are going to be talking about oh they're using AEW talent. Maybe they're going to start using AEW more than Ring of Honor. This could be the end of the Ring of Honor partnership. And they might want to start partnering with AEW so they can have use over their top stars. Because if we're being unbiased, Danny, uh, I don't know. You might disagree. I'd probably say AEW probably have more, do you know what I mean, more people that New Japan would be interested in using than, say, a Ring of Honor would. Yeah, I think what you've got you've got to remember, though, this talk of the going to been offering of honor they've been working together for a long time now if you know anything about the culture of japanese businesses um and the way that they conduct themselves you'll know that they build themselves on very trusted uh, relationships that have been built up through trust they're not the type of people that will 
sell out for a shinier, um, you know, a shinier bit of gold. They are people who will work a long time with people who they've worked with and worked with well. Um, group solidarity is paramount in, in within the business etiquette of Japan, and the hard sell doesn't sell. So you've got to understand that while they will introduce AEW to the fold, they are not going to discontinue relationships that they've been building for a long time. It's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. There's, there's, I mean, I am more convinced that Dean Ambrose is with, is 100% definitely still with WWE than I am that they will cut any, any ties with Ring of Honor. See, Ring of Honor aren't going to work with All Elite, though. They're not. They're not. Why? Why, why, why wouldn't they do that? Because so much has happened since. They're, they're basically the rivals with each other. It doesn't make any sense. They're battling for that same spot. I mean, they're fighting to be what you'd say the number two in America, aren't they? Like, there's already been stuff that's gone. They're battling for talent. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Ring of Honor wanted Bandido. All Elite wanted Bandido. Bandido went to Ring of Honor. Stuff like that. Um, obviously, the book, really, the <laughs> let's be honest, the books basically just use Ring of Honor, got them, do you know what I mean? Got them, show them how to set up the big show all in. Ring of Honor helped. They helped all in be produced, be set up. Three months later, these guys didn't sign a contract, started their own promotion, on our, and they are now Ring of Honor's biggest rivals. Can I, can I ask you a question? Go on. They've got three months left on the contract, and Ring of Honor have helped them produ- produce a massive show. Do you think that ROH officials are stupid enough to not know that there's a possibility of them leaving? Yeah, they would have known there'd have been a possibility, but I doubt they would have thought, oh, hey, these guys that we're um, setting up this show for, they're going to be starting their own company in three months' time. They didn't know, obviously. And if they did, then they were stupid to help them out with All In. Because the, the success sure, of All In. I'm pretty sure they knew. And I'm pretty sure nah. that... Well, you, you say nah, but you've got to understand that AEW took a Those trademarks were... Um, I think the, those trademarks... They were after all in. Were they? Danny, honestly... Okay, no, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But you've got to understand that ROH knew that there was a possibility they were leaving. And they knew... They, they've been made aware that Cody and the Bucks are going to be doing something. Might not have known exactly what it was, but I think that, I think conversations have been had... They were allowed to leave in a very, very respectful manner at at ROH. I will not be in the least bit surprised if... In fact, I would be very, very surprised if they're not working together. I completely disagree. I don't think you'll see a time for a very long time that Ring of Honor will work with All Elite. I just don't think it'll happen. But we'll save that for another day, Danny. Wrestling Don Taku, night one. Um, You watched the full show, didn't you? Yeah, I watched the both full shows, um, and I think mine and your opinions are going to differ on this. Um, I watched the f- full show last night from night night one. Um, didn't like very much other than the main event. Um, I don't know whether it was because I wasn't wasn't concentrating properly, or I was I was I was 
they're trying to concentrate and because of that it's uh, my enjoyment hasn't flourished but I did not like any other match any of the matches upcoming with the exception of the uh, junior heavyweight title match and no no that's a bit unfair I, I quite enjoyed the the uh, never open weight match as well just because of the finish um but you started off with a six-man Young Lions match, and that was uh, Narita, Umano, and Homma, and they defeated Hanari, Tsuji, and Uemara, I think his name is, or Uemara. Uemara, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a 10-minute match. It um, didn't grab me interest at all. Nothing particularly wrong with it. I just didn't... It didn't grab the imagination um, no, you didn't watch these, did you? Yeah, I, I watched this opening match. And re- I know, like we were talking about this before, I I always try and make the effort to watch the Young Lions match on a show, um, just just basically just to see, do you know what I mean, how they're doing, really. Um, and I, I think I think this crop of Young Lions are really good. I, I love, I don't know how much you've seen of Shota, um, you may know, Amino had a great match with Tanahashi in the New Japan Cup. Um, he had a great match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. on the, you know, the New Japan on a Rising show, the New Japan Ring of Honor show that they do from Corican. Um, so he had two great matches with Sabre and Tanahashi. Um, so I always try and make sure to watch his stuff. So yeah, I'm a big fan of um, Amino, and yeah, I thought it was a good match. Um, I, I, I mean, for a Young Lions match, they're never going to go batshit crazy out there, but. I, it was a fine opener. Um, I thought I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was all right. It was good. Yeah, it, it, I'll be honest with you. Um, at the moment, Shooter, uh, Shooter Umino and um, Renderita are my, my favourites to watch, um, as well as uh, I think it's Tomoyuki Oka. Um, but he's actually, he's actually on excursion oh. at the moment, I think. Um, so, yeah, I... It, it's usually a match I'd enjoy. Um, I didn't last night. It didn't grab my interest. It didn't hold my interest. So I, I, I'm not saying it was a bad match. I'm just saying it was a very normal match where usually a lot of these guys will impress me. Right, fair enough. Um, what, what other matches did you watch? I didn't watch the next two. I don't know if you watched those. Yeah, I watched, I watched all, all matches from both cards. Oh, yeah. Um, so the eight man was Suzuki Gun, um, Desperado, Suzuki, Michinoku, and Kanemura. Um, they defeated uh, Liger, Taguchi, Tiger Mask, and Yoshihashi. Um, the, this one was a little bit more, a little bit more interesting. Um, but again, the you know Suzuki Gun went over. Um, it was quite amusing. When uh, when 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 Taguchi and Suzuki faced off at the start, um, and I think Taguchi tried to hit him with his helmet. Um, so it, again, it was it, it wasn't a great match, and I, I don't want to go go through these and just concentrate on not great matches, not great matches. Did, so I I will just Danny did um, yeah. Suzuki and Liger have any interaction because I, I've been watching some of the Road Two shows and they've been, do you know what I mean, looking like they're building up towards a singles match. That's a match I'd like to see on Liger's farewell tour. Um, did they have any inter- a lot of interaction in this match? Not a great deal of interaction. Oh, did they not? No, 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 not that I've not that I noticed. I'll be honest with you. However, 
as I've said to you at the moment, things um, things did not hold my interest. I may have been on a phone. I may have been looking at something else. I, it, it was a really it was poor poor form from me. I probably shouldn't have watched it feeling the way it was, but I did, and uh, because obviously we wanted to get this done tonight. So yeah, so I, I know what you mean, Danny. It was like a good match, weren't it? The uh, I think anyone could see that it was going to be Ibushi getting the pin on Bushi. There was only one man who was going to take that fall. I don't think he was going to have Naito win the match, but it, it was a good match. It was a good match. Um, it was nothing great. It was just standard stuff that you don't really need to go out of your way and see. Um, so like you said, yeah, the challenge, I think they'd actually said, didn't they? Um, Ibushi said that he wanted the match on night two. Um, but Naito, who was the challenger, sort of like was wanting to wait a, a longer amount of time to have the title match, which I thought was a little strange, but they had a tag team match on night two. Um, after this was Goto and Mikey Nichols, Juice Robinson, um, against Bullet Club. I didn't see this match, Danny. Uh, how was it? Was it another run-of-the-mill match? Um, yeah, it really was. It was not memorable at all. Again, the only memorable thing about it was the Bullet Club got beat again on the birthday. Uh, yes, it was Bullet Club Day and six years since the uh, the originally got started at uh, Don Taku. Um, yeah, it, it was really poor and Gado was um, Gado was uh, was with Bullet Club on this match, and it, it was just it wasn't good at all, not memorable at all. Yeah, I, I I saw the result for it, and I thought flipping it. Jay White has had a fall from grace the last few weeks, but however that sort of changed, they got his momentum back on night two, which we will touch on. Right? Do you want to talk about the Evil and Sonada versus Okada and Tomohiro Ishi match, Danny? Yeah, it was uh, not a bad match, this one at all. Um, L.I.J. of Evil and Sonada, as Dan said, against uh, Okada and Ishii. Building up for tomorrow night's um, two top matches and with Evil versus Tomohiro Ishii and Sonada against Okada. Um, this this match, it, it went on for about 15 minutes. It was... It was interesting. This is one of the, one of the matches that actually kept me interested. It finished with um, a really good spot. It was uh, Sonada had Okada in the Dragon Sleeper and Evil had Tomohiro Ishii in the Sharpshooter um, to see basically who's going to tap out first. And of course, it was going to be Ishii. Um, he, ta- he tapped and obviously LIJ looked very, very prominent in this match going, into, um, going in against the Babyfaces tomorrow. Yeah, see, on paper, Danny, this match, I thought, would have been a great match. I Literally, I, I don't know if I foolishly had high hopes for it. It was a very good match, but I was kind of hoping that they'd just go all out and have, like, a great match. Um, I was saying earlier, um, that if this had been a Road 2 show, uh, say a Road to Don Taku show, and they'd have put this on last at Corican, I think they'd have probably gone all out. You'd have been looking at at least a four-star match. Instead, I know you don't like star ratings, Danny. I'd probably give it about three and a half stars or something. It was good. It's worth watching, but it's not something that anyone will probably remember in six months' time. Um, we had some great interaction between Evil and Ishii, um, hy- basically hyping their match up for tomorrow. Um, never Openweight Championship, Taichi against Jeff Cobb. I missed this match, Danny. Um, I was very tired. 
as it came to the end of night one. So I basically had to choose between Taichi and Cobb um, or Lee and Ishimori. So I watched the Lee and Ishimori match. That was no choice at all, to be fair, was it? Um, Yeah, no, that's uh, that's good. Um, Yeah, enjoyable match, this one, for me. Um, A lot of hijinks to start between um, Cobb and the valet's name. I can't remember her name. It's Miho something, um, Tai Chi's valet. Um, And I think it's still okay to call girls in New Japan uh, valets because... They don't really have female wrestling at all, do they? Um, also, also, then uh, that bird is a bit too much, to be fair. But I think it's me, Miho Arby or Mio something. Um, uh, along with Takamichinoku and Kanemaru, but, um, there was a lot of hijinks going on. Um, and basically, they were distracting Jeff Cobb. And Taichi runs back in the ring, smacks uh, Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb no-sells it to get the match underway. Um there was a couple of really standout moments in this match. It was a, um, a huge delayed suplex from um, from Cobb. Um, there was he, he did the uh, he did the delayed suplex and then went for a standard moonsault, um, but he missed it. Um, tai Chi went into the corner and Cobb hit a huge running European uppercut. Really quite impressive. Um, loads of stiff kicks by um, by Tai Chi in this one. Which Jeff Cobb, it was basically the Daniel Bryan yes kicks. Um, Jeff Cobb no sold the first, but he finally got knocked down after a couple to the head. Um, quite a well done spot, and the, the the kicks did look really really impressive from Tai Chi. Um, the um, th- there was also a really good side suplex from Tai Chi, um, which he basically done after reversing the tour of the islands. Um, he he. he He'd rolled into a side suplex, but it looked brutal. If you ever remember Ted DiBiase when he used to do it, that was the way it was done. It was impactful and it it looked, it got a lot, it had a lot of meaning when when he hit it. And this was really when the uh, he he bought himself a few seconds. Uh, however, those absolutely brilliant rolling gut wrenches into a power bomb, um, sorry, a pile driver by Jeff Cobb. Um, there was then a huge lariat. Um, he actually hit the standard moonsault. And then what was really cool again was he went for the tour of the islands and Tai Chi reversed it into a roll-up for a close two. Um, comes back and Tai Chi, I can't remember what his name for it is, but he actually hit the Celtic cross for the uh, for the one, two, three. And a very surprising result, but one I'm actually quite happy with. Um, I like the I like the Tai Chi character. I know a lot of people don't, uh, but it's interesting. It's something new, so I'm looking forward to seeing where he's going to go with this never open weight title. Yeah, I I was surprised, Danny. I mean, I only found out the result of this this morning. I mean, honestly, I after I watched the Dragon Lee Ishimori match, I didn't even bother checking the results of this match. I just thought, well, Jeff Cobbler retained. So I only found out who won when I was watching day two. And Jeff Cobb comes out without the belt. And I was like, what? What's going on there? Um, but yeah, big <laughs> big surprise. Um, but what I will say, Danny, is something you've touched on. I've heard a lot of people, right? People make jokes about this. I've heard your friend Dave Meltzer. He always criticises Taichi. 
Um, other people do, a lot of other podcasters. I listen to numerous New Japan podcasts. Well, sometimes I do. They also criticised Saichi. I am not one to go in with a preconceived notion. I think he's all right. Um, it, whenever he's in a big match, Danny, he always delivers a big, a good match. He had a really good match with Naito on um, the New Beginning show in Osaka. Um, he had a really good match in the New Japan Cup. I think that was against Ishii. Um, so, yeah, he is capable on these big stages of at least having a very good match. And people might say, oh, he's not the best. He's not the best. He, I've seen people say, oh, he's just he's the Baron Corbin of, of uh, New Japan. It's like, no, if you put Baron Corbin in a big match on a show, on a big show, he's not going to have a four-star level match. He's going to have an OK match. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas I think he's very underrated. I think people are sleeping on him. He's not the best, obviously, but he's nowhere near as bad as people make out. Um, let's see what he does with the belt. I'd like to see someone Danny with this belt. Keep hold of it for a while. It's been flip-flopping about everybody recently. Um, it's gone from Osprey, everyone. Loads of people have had it these last six months. See, I don't understand why. I, I can I can see the I can see the, the the theology of having Jeff Cobb be a transitional champ to get it from one guy to another that don't necessarily fit with each other. But I, it, it's, it seems obvious that they didn't. Sorry, I do apologize. Taichi is a super good member, and Will Ospreay is chaos. The only thing I can imagine is that they didn't want to cheapen Osprey by giving Taichi a win over him to swap the title. And that's all I can think of. Um, but you're right, and, I, and it's something that I'd like to see as well is somebody hold that title. And really do, really do it justice, because the never, the never belts both the six man and the uh, the open weight title. They were brought in to basically be held by the younger stars on the roster. So their next breakthrough star wasn't always young lions, but that, that was that was the idea. And basically, very few people have held it. It's always been like Goto Suzuki, um, so. I'm hoping that the obviously Taichi is not a person that everyone likes, so I'm hoping it's something that he can use to build his profile in the way that it was intended to be used. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, definitely. One thing we didn't touch on, Danny, um, Juice Robinson after his victory over the Bullet Club, there was that promo came on the screen, didn't they, for uh, the Death oh, Riders? Yeah, th- this is <laughs> sorry, yeah, that's me probably uh, going over it, but. It's actually a really good promo, isn't it? Like a, a, a vignette, an introduction vignette. Um, yeah. We don't know who it is. We saw them. We saw them with knives uh, at a bar, carving a either an hourglass or an infinity symbol into the bar. Um, wearing a leather jacket, does look to be some kind of biker theme, and it it, it shows on the on the leather jacket a, a patch. With the Union Jack on, which I thought is quite interesting. Uh, it sort of backs off, and then you see him walking out with the knives, but you never see his face. What did you make of it, mate? I thought it was good, Danny. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of the um, Jay White stuff that they were doing prior to Wrestle Kingdom in 2018. You know, where they was building up. No, yeah, it was. It was a few months before that. I think it was maybe Power Struggle in 2017, where they was playing the videos of Jay White of Switchblade. It eventually turned out to be Jay White. Um, 
but yeah, it was interesting to see who it was. Obviously, it seems like it's going to be someone from Great Britain. I saw a lot of people saying Chris Brooks. Um, I don't think that will necessarily be the case myself, but I saw a lot of people speculating about that on Twitter, which is always your number one place for accurate reporting. Um, you could you could you could argue that by saying, well, actually, Chris Brooks is probably somebody who could play the character. Um, however, I don't think New Jap- um, Chris Brooks is on the New Japan radar as somebody they want to put into what's probably going to be a major a major role. Um, we don't know what the situation is in terms of contractually with Pac, with uh, Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate and New Japan have worked together before. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to find out. But if it's if it's a British performer, you've got to think that without being too disrespectful, most of the big names that were in the British scene have either been signed by New Japan, AEW, or WWE. So could it be Jimmy Havoc if there is a working relationship with with um, with AEW? Um, we don't know, but have you got any any theories on who it might be? Or no, no, I'm, I I was racking my brain, Danny. I think Pack. Obviously, they've got the Dragon Gate problem, but that'd be an interesting. I'd love to see Pack in New Japan, because um, obviously a lot of these matches on the UK independent scene that I've watched, they all have like dodgy finishes. Do you know what I mean? Bent finishes. Whereas I think I, do you know what I mean? In New Japan, he might be able to have more of a sporting contest, shall we say, sort of match. Um. But yeah, Danny, main event, main event. Should we talk about the main event? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, so this was the one that you uh, you come back in for, um, which I don't blame you at all. Dragon Lee versus Ishimori. This was my match of the night. Um, Dragon Lee, who is um, yeah, it's the great the great nickname in um, back in Mexico of El Nino Maravilla. Which is the Wonder Boy, but it just so sounds so much nicer in Spanish, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. No, not having that now. <laughs> Over my head. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed this match, Danny. I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Don't know what I was expecting. I I really enjoyed it. But I feel like I was expecting a bit more. I don't know why, because they literally couldn't have delivered much more. But I would think I would, do you, do you, did you watch? I'm guessing you did Ishimori against um, Takahashi at the Best of the Super Juniors final at Corican, um last year. That was for me one of the matches of last year, and I kind of was expecting a bit of that. But it was it was still a great match. It was a great match. It was the best match on this show that I saw, at least, without a doubt. Uh, there was very innovative spots, as I'm as I'm sure you can all imagine. Um, they were just doing crazy stuff after crazy stuff. Uh, there was a great 19 count in this match. I love the yeah. 20 count. The 19 count in this match was good. Um, one thing, Danny, right, that I, I've really started picking up on recently, more than I ever have, and it bugs me, right? And I know the reason why people do it. But you know when there's... A referee's count and someone's kicking out at two. I don't like it when they properly stare at the referee. Yeah, it I, I noticed this as well. Yeah, it's it, it gives it away, doesn't it? Yeah, it really winds me up. I watch certain people who don't do it. It's usually one of the first things that I check on. And when they do it, it's like, look, I know you're kicking out. You've already ruined any suspense that I had. So 
I think people, do you know what I mean? It's hardly like the Dontaku crowd is, I don't know, an ECW crowd where you can't hear the referee. I'm pretty sure you know when he's hit the mat twice to kick out. You don't need to stare at him and give it away for the fans. But that might just be, other people might not notice this sort of stuff. But for me, that's just a little, little something that bugs me a little bit. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I, I feel the same. Um, I think there was there was quite a hot opening sequence of these two as well, wasn't it? After um, Taji Ishimori sort of uh, refused the handshake at the start. Um, one of the things I did notice, um, did you see Ishimori's the, the spring, springboard kick? Um, so he took, got into um, a handstand on the ropes and then come back out and in a very, very Will Ospreay style hit that uh, Hit that fantastic springboard kick. That was an absolute uh, great, great moment for me. Yeah, great spot. Great spot, wasn't it? Um, it, it what, what more can we say, Danny, about the match? It, like we say, it was great spot after great spot. If you like that sort of match, at one point, I remember thinking the pace that they're working at is very fast. Like, I what happened is... Go on. Yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got that here myself. I've, I've just put me notes. Absolute fucking speed kings, these two. Yeah, the Ishimori is one of the best, if not the best in the world for speed in his matches. Um, he, he just, he literally, he just goes 100 mile an hour. But what they do, they have Ishimori control a lot of the match. He control it and then they go crazy for a minute and then it go back into, I don't know, like a headlock or something like that. So, yeah, so I tell you what was a really good spot, the finishing bit where, um, well, just before the finishing bit where uh, there was a cross face. Um, on Dragon Lee. Now, this is another thing that annoyed me. I don't know if you picked up on this, Dan. Here, I feel like I'm burying this match, and I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it, right? Ishimori has the cross face on Dragon Lee, and he's tapping. Did you not see this? He, was, he, he wasn't tapping. No, he was just he, 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 he was making sure he was only doing it once. You tap out by... Uh, he did, it, he did it twice, Dan. He did it twice. He went to tap... He, Honestly, it must have been noticeable because the commentators mentioned at least twice that he needs to stop doing that, otherwise the referee is going to end the match. Yeah, I, he, did, um, he did it. He did it twice, but when you tap, you tap. No, a heavy one. Well, um, I was half asleep, and when he did this inverted commas tap, I looked up and thought, "Did he tap?" So it was over. Yeah. So yeah, so a few minor things that I didn't like about the match, but overall, it was a great match. It was what it was always going to be, full of spots, full of fast-paced action. Um, yeah, well, that, do you want to talk about the finish, that brutal knee on Ishimori? Yeah, it did. well, I'll, just before that, I want to, there's, um, they were exchanging like really strong forearms to, to work into the end of the match. And one, one of the things I love, and it, it, it's New Japan um, wrestlers do it so well, they're exchanging strong forearm, forearms. Um, Ishimori drops to a knee just in sheer exhaustion. I think that always adds to the match. The, the fact that the selling this has been, you know, the, this match has been going on. It's taken a lot out of them to the point where they've dropped dropped to the knees in the middle of this forearm exchange. Um, there was a, a really good Ishimori spot, which was he had him in a tombstone position. And it turned into like an inverted code breaker, and that was for a close two. And then that knee at the end to uh, to finish the match was absolutely look brutal, absolutely brutal. Yeah, so great match. If you had to give slap a star rating on it, Danny, what would you do? I know you hate this. Go on. If you had to slap a star rating on it, what would you slap on it? Um, probably 
looking at probably nine out of fifteen stars. Night two, night two, Danny. Time to talk about night two. So, I believe you watched all the shows. You watch it this afternoon. I'm guessing you didn't watch it this morning. I did. I meant to get up early. Um, I woke up um, a little bit after. I think about half six to a text from yourself, and I just thought. I can't be dealing with this. I need sleep. I think it was up to the most half one, too. Um, so I went back to sleep and then watched it. started watching it about 11 o'clock after I'd been breakfasted and watered and what have you. Um, so, yeah, um, started this. Again, I think we, we should literally just concentrate on the, uh, the the top three matches from the card because, again, I don't think a lot of the, um, the build-up had any... Any of the usual uh, New Japan magic on the on any of the matches? I'll be honest with you. Well, I want to talk about the young boys match: <laughs> Shota Amino and Renderia against Tsuji and Uemura. Um, I won't go into detail about it, Danny. It was a very good six-man match, a fine match where Shota once again gets the win for his team with a fisherman's bridge. I enjoyed this match. I thought it was a nice opening. And it made up for what we got, really, because I thought that, that hour that after bridge, this wasn't great. That bridge was absolutely tremendous, actually. Um, I, I've never seen somebody quite get that kind of elevation and bend on the back. Um, it, 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 it was a very it looked very impressive. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed this match, but I always enjoy the young boys match. I feel like I am a scout on football manager. Right, so we don't need to talk about, like you say, the first, what was it, two or three matches. Let's get into the final four, the big four. And Danny, it was the debut of someone we saw, what, a week ago, two weeks ago in Wolverhampton. It was the debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling of El Fantasmo, better known to us as ELP. Didn't he do great, Danny? I thought he did brilliant in this match. Great debut. Hmm. Oh, no, he, you don't agree, do you? I'll be honest, no. I just thought it was very average. Um, I think the, the, the thing I remember most, or the most memorable thing about this match, was when he was at the end of the match when he dropped his ball sack on Will Ospreay uh, in the, you know, the, the ice, um, those ice pouches they have for after the match. And he made out that it was one of his ball sacks and then dropped it on him. And I can't even, you know, it, it, I, it wasn't a great match at all for me here. What? I really like this match. Danny, what about, what? right, I, if you're trying to introduce yourself to a new crowd, yeah, right? I love the bit at the start where we Osprey and ELP are known as friends. Osprey goes up to him, whatever, to shake his hand. E, um, ELP gives the two sweet sign in his face that's it, the match is underway and I thought basically this match was all focused around getting ELP over with the New Japan crowd so he gets his high spots out, did that fine I love the spot where the, 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 the ring walk spot, the rope walk spot, sorry, I love that spot I'm a sucker for that spot where he, he t climbs across the ring he jumps up, jumps back onto the ropes and dives to the outside Really impressive. I like that sort of stuff. I just thought the crowd were into him. The New Japan crowd were into him. So I, I thought I'm, that this match I'm was a not success. Saying, not saying they were, mate. Um, I just found that, and as I said, I've been in this situation where I'm really having to force myself to concentrate on these two matches today. Uh, these two cards um, over the last two nights. 
it didn't stick out to me. I just saw it as very average. I don't didn't see a lot wrong with it. Um, but as I say, when 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 you're looking at the match, you tend to remember the spot at the start and the spot at the end, and that's it. Ah, well, I really like this match. I thought it was really good. Um, well, as as I say, that could well have been my mindset. So probably not. Uh, probably best going off your opinion on this one. I really like the match. Um, yeah, I just thought a big it, the match. Like like I think is all about getting ELP over, and he gets a huge win over Osprey. I was surprised that Osprey took the pin. Um, like you say, you thought they was protecting him from losing Taichi, and then he goes and takes the pin in ELP's debut. But ELP had to get the win in this match, and obviously they probably I thought they might have even beat Dragon Lee, um, but they didn't. So, do you think? Uh, do you think this is obviously looking to build towards a Phantasmo Will Osprey uh, run now? Yeah, well, the best of the Super Juniors starts next week, doesn't it? So they could always have a match in that. Maybe it could be the final. Who knows? I, I think Osprey is probably going to get to the final and put someone over in that final as a win. Maybe I don't yeah. think ELP will win it. Uh, maybe Osprey gets his win back in the tournament. Maybe they'll go like that. But for me, if I'm, ugh, I, I, it's tough. I really. I really want Shaw to get a good run in the in the best of the super juniors. I really he's your do. Boy, isn't he? No, he's. It, to be honest, he's not. The I always preferred Yo, but the last month or two, he just really, really impressed me in the stuff yeah. that I've watched. Um. So yeah. So ELP gets the win in his debut with Ishimori. Um. Next, we have the match from the night before. Danny Lij against Ibushi, Show, and Yo. So, yeah, it was the exact same match as night one. This was <laughs> run-of-the-mill stuff again, wasn't it, really? It was fine. It wasn't great. It was all right. It was good action for while it lasted. Um, Naito gets the pin on Yo. So, the Ibushi won the first match the night before. Naito gets the win the second match. And, Danny, talk to everyone what gets announced after this match. Um, well, after this one, it's going to be, um, it was actually uh, on, the, on this occasion, Naito, who put forward the challenge to Ibushi for a match at Dominion um, for the Intercontinental title. I, I'll just say at this point as well, I don't know whether they mentioned at the end of the night that um, the IWGP heavyweight title had been reminted. Um, I think this one may have as well, because... The belt looked absolutely fucking glorious. Um, the way the, the light was dancing off the uh, the Intercontinental belt looked fantastic. So I don't know whether they've had a little bit of a clean or a, an update, but the challenge them to the, uh, for the Dominion show, um, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, I do not think we can go wrong with Naito versus Ibushi. So I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Yeah, we saw it live. It was just great, weren't it? I'm excited yeah. to see the next. I'm a cu- I'm really curious who's going to win. I think Naito's going to take the belt. If I'm honest, I really do. Yeah, I think I, I'm. I'm of the same opinion. Um, going back to the build-up with G1 Supercard, where he said his uh, ambition was to be a double champion. Um, yeah, I can. I can definitely see that happening. Well, I can really see that happening. A good possibility of it. Yeah, I, do you know? What I think will happen. I think Naito will win. Yeah. Maybe even a bit. Ugh, I am torn, and I think obviously everyone's favourite for the G one is Naito. We could see Naito and Ibushi again in the G one final. Um, it's it, Naito's going to get to the. Well, I don't know. If you read between the lines, you'd say Naito's probably going to win the G one. 
Um, so I think he'd probably either face Ibushi or Jay White in the final. Obviously, Jay White's been talking about how he's next in line. So he's already putting forward his storyline. Um, so speaking of that, next in line, this brings out Tanahashi, who is back, Danny. Um, <laughs> Good old Tana. Turns up wearing white trainees, black shorts, a white gym t-shirt, and a fucking suit. Uh, well, a, a suit jacket. What the fuck was he thinking here? Yeah, and he looked a bit scruffy. He looked like he'd just come in from a night out. He, even his hair wasn't <laughs> up to normal standards. He looked like he'd been on a three-day session, a council estate in England. <laughs> yeah, he didn't look great at all, did he? Um, yeah, that, 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 that was my my big thing. But he, he basically come back and he said, you know, he, he's back and he, he's looking forward to competing. This brought Jay White out, who'd said, basically said, didn't he, that, Nobody's, nobody's, I'm in front of the queue, you're not. And then attacked uh, Tanahashi, didn't he? Yeah, he did, he did. A great, uh, this was needed, I felt. We, like I said earlier in the show, I took a note down saying Jay White seemed to be uh, losing a little bit of steam after his loss to Okada and the way they portrayed him after. But this was brilliant. Got Jay White back over. He's back over as, what, top heel, whatever you want to call it. What, what more can you You beat down Tanahashi? You're going to be hated in Japan, aren't you? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, very much so, mate. Um, it, it, it was, uh, it, it was as you say, as well, it was a nice little break between things. Because, as I say, the way I was feeling on this show, nothing was memorable, not when it was sinking in. So it was, it was a nice distraction to set us up for the final two matches. Yeah, I wonder if we get Tanahashi JY at Dominion. I think you, we, probably we're going to get that match, aren't we? We'll probably have a tag match at Best of the Super Juniors on the final yeah. night or whatever. And then I'm assuming that, that's a really good triple main event, Martin. Right, if we get that Tanahashi JY, who always have pretty good matches, Ibushi Naito and Jericho Okada. Um, yes. Yeah, that it sounds like a bit. Do you know what, Danny? I was just thinking as you were saying then about how you're not in the mood. You're not the problem. Not the problem, right? We're used to watching, right, wrestling as UK viewers. I'm not used to sitting and watching a four-hour wrestling show when I just wake up. We are usually nightbirds in terms of wrestling. I know I said I struggled on the Friday show. That was because of a long day at work. But usually, if we're watching a wrestling show, Danny, it's usually at night. It's usually for the next the amount of WWE shows I've watched at 1 a.m. Do you know what I mean? So I don't. I feel like my body's not trained to wake up have a drink, and turn wrestling on. So uh, maybe that played a part in... I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty used to doing that with New Japan by now. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, to, to be quite honest with you, for me, it's probably a little bit of real life getting in the way. I've had some situations to deal with today that aren't particularly fun. So I was doing that whilst watching it. So it, it's bound to detract from things. So... Not very fair on the viewers, but we did the listeners. We did want to get this done tonight and get it out. Um, so yeah, I, I was able to pay a lot more attention to these upcoming two matches, though. Um, Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. Um, what did you think of this one, mate? It was a very, very good match. Um, I felt like it took a while to get going. Um, but that's, that can often be the case with big New Japan matches. But it was, it, it was as I can't remember which commentator said this, it was a heavyweight slugfest. That is exactly what this match was. 
It was brutal strikes. It was your, it was typical Ishi match. I love Ishi. I don't, I'm, I think you do as well, don't you, Danny? I love Ishi. Great wrestler. One of the best to watch. He's my sort of wrestler. None of that flippy bullshit. Ishi ain't going to do a flipping court screw moonsault, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, the, the, I remember seeing, um, it, I think it was the first time I'd seen Ishi um, live, and it was um, him versus um, Shibata at, uh, at Rev Pro. An unbelievable match. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and the, because Shabbat, obviously Shabbata was quite very, very over. But I'd say in Rev Pro and in your call at night, it was about 50-50 because people love Ishii that much, especially here and in the States. It's actually considered he's he's more over in the West than he is in Japan. Yeah, um, So that, that was good. Um, when I watched this, I felt like you did when you watched Nagata um, and uh, from the crop up the other week against PCO and Villain Enterprises, uh, Nagata and Kojima. I was expecting a lot more. Um, I think I'm going to have to watch rewatch this match because everyone else I've spoken to about it today has said how good it is. However, I didn't feel the match was much more than forearms, chops, a couple of slams thrown in, and then a finish. Um, Ten minutes in, not a great deal had happened, which tends to be the way in some New Japan matches. However, not usually a 20-minute match. Um, I may need to go and rewatch this again. I was completely very, very disappointed by it. Um, nothing. I don't know. I, I expected more, and you know, everybody else that I've spoken to will like this match. It's got good ratings on all your marquee websites. So I don't know why I didn't enjoy it, but I expected so much more. I just thought it was chops and forearms and not a great deal else. Yeah, I, I like that sort of stuff, though. Um, what what rating did it get on, Grapple? I've, I've not looked. I didn't didn't go on that one. It was um, on the cage match at Gates, uh, 8.7 out of 10. Um, and a couple of the reviews that I've read, I've given it four and a half or four stars. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really got over quite well with a lot of people. Unfortunately, it wasn't with me, and I don't really know why. I know. Um, because I, I, I loved, you know, I love these big hard hit matches with with big guys who laying into each other. I really couldn't tell you what was what was going on. Um, I think I'm going to have to rewatch it and uh, maybe have a more informed decision. But it was I, what it I was. I think you should, Danny, because I was watching this and I thought, wow. This is Danny's sort of match. I honestly thought he was going to come on here and tell me this was match of the night. <laughs> I genuinely did. Because I thought, like I say, I'm one of the people who thought it was good. I'd probably go four stars on it. Um, it, it it's not a match of the year contender, but not everything can be match of the year contenders. A very, no, very good to excellent match, I'd say. But if you didn't, obviously you might need to rewatch it. I think it's I think, I think that's. I think that's the case, to be honest with you. I really... Um, I really do, but we'll, we'll, I, I shall go back and rewatch it, and no doubt I'll update you next week. Yeah, I was just glad that Ishii got the win. Sometimes I feel like Ishii loses on these big shows. I was happy for a big Ishii singles win. Now, I am curious, Danny, you said you wasn't feeling too the best. 
I'm curious, what did you think of this next match? Okada uh, versus Sonata. Oh, what did you think? It was it was an Okada match. It was it it was always going to go more than half an hour. Um, there was lots of chain wrestling to start with. Um, I think there was a really uh, nasty. Um, it was like a, a low sliding drop kick onto um, onto Sonada from Okada. Um, and the first twenty five minutes were all about getting you into the match and building you into the storyline. Um, so yeah, the the start of the match was I thought a typical Okada match. Danny, I this match for me it was a typical Okada match. I messaged you saying they're gonna go an hour, right? Because I thought not we're getting to about twenty five minutes and we're not getting the you know what I mean you know what and it, like you say you know what a typical Okada match is like quiet first half which I still usually enjoy anyway. But um, I was expecting, like, the, you know what I mean, the tombstone, which he did do. But tombstone, dropout, kickouts, rainmaker kickouts. Usually there's a kickout of a rainmaker in some of these more recent matches of Okada's. Um, and what I liked about this, they didn't really go that route. There wasn't numerous amounts of kickouts in this match. It was 38 minutes long, but it didn't really go like that, I didn't feel. It was more just, a, it was, I, I, I really like this match. I'm not Sonata's biggest fan. I think he's a great wrestler, but he lacks in certain aspects. I think we all know what those aspects are. He's a great wrestler, though. However, in this match, he got me invested. I kind of want... I love Okada, and I kind of wanted Sonata to get the win here. So he obviously did his job right by the end. Um, it was a great match. I really, really liked this match. Um, obviously, Okada I think, retains. I think the one the one thing about, uh, about this, it just... Uh, it, as much as I and I've talked about it before, as much as I hate fucking hate the Paradise Lock, um, <laughs> I, with with equal measure in, in the opposite direction, I fucking love the way he gets into that Dragon Sleeper, um, Bear Sonata, um, the way he grabs them and then sort of flips and then he spins them with like a giant swing only with the head and then tries to lay it in. But he, he, couldn't, he, he went through it a couple of times with this one, couldn't quite get it in. Um, and I think the, the end as well, especially, was fantastic. Um, the number of tombstone reversals, all done in a different way. And then there was two Rainmaker attempts, which Sonada ducked. And then he actually hit one of his own on, um, on a card. Um, and then it was that was for the close two. And I think the, there wasn't that many two camps during this match. Um, as you said, there, there wasn't the, that uh, build-up of, of twos, which I don't think hurt much. And then, obviously, the Okada hit the Rainmaker at the end for the pin. All over, a, a really good match. Um, sign of respect shown from the two of them at the end, where Sonada actually fist-bumped uh, fist with um, with Okada, who then, on the microphone, put Sonada over. Um like the end of this match, and I like the, the the segments afterwards as well. I think from there as well. At that point, the um, the video uh, of Jericho ran. Oh, um, Danny, Danny, Danny! This was excellent. I was not, and this is what I like. I wasn't expecting this. I was not expecting this. This is why Jericho always seems to manage to catch you off guard. Like yes, yeah, he just does, doesn't he? He always finds that moment where you're not expecting it to happen. The screen comes on, the lights go out, and I'm thinking, 
Who is it? Who could it be? It didn't even enter my head, Jericho. Someone comes on the screen, turn around. I see him put that little bit of what, I don't know, makeup on his cheek. I thought, it's fucking Jericho. Yeah, so, 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 I noticed the exact same moment myself, mate, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat, turn around, I'm like, yes, it's Jericho! Oh, Carter Jericho, that is a dream match. What a match to main event, Dominion. So, yeah, that was I, a great moment. I think, as I say, the, the fact that, and I apologise to anyone listening, because my, um, you know, my, I, I, admittedly, my review of the show might not be so great because of the way I've been, the, the, what's going on today. Um, however. I can't believe, despite that, how excited I already am for Dominion. Um, I know we touched on it before. Um, Dominion's always one of my favourite shows of the year. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it already. Yeah, definitely, Danny. I had goosebumps when... when I legit had goosebumps. It's as pathetic as it may sound, I legit had goosebumps when Jericho showed. Because I wanted to see this old <laughs> card of Jericho match for ages. And like you say, Dominion, obviously not now because WWE's changed a lot. Dominion to me is like what SummerSlam used to be to WrestleMania. Yes. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It was like you probably the wrestling on Dominion can sometimes be better than Wrestle Kingdom. Um it was certainly the way for last year's Dominion compared to this year's Wrestle Kingdom for me. Um but Dominion obviously I can't bury Wrestle Kingdom because it is great, but Dominion can sometimes be the show of the year. Yeah, I think it, it's a, I think the Osaka Joe Hall is it's a great arena for wrestling. The the, the certainly the um the, the 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 atmosphere of the fans comes over fantastic from that from that building. Um, so I'm really really looking forward to seeing that. Hopefully they'll get a good attendance this year as well. Um, so yeah, really, really looking forward to it. And those two main events, I suppose they will be, um, a real big part of it. Yep. So, yep. I can't wait. I can't wait for Dominion. But first, we've got the best of the Super Juniors. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the lineup, but it is a great lineup. Um, yeah, I've had I've had a look over. Very impressed. Um, I, I, I was, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was quite shocked that Osprey's included in the lineup um, because I, I thought he'd moved past that. But you made a very good point before when you said that he may well put over whoever he's facing in the final, and then he steps up to heavyweight proper, if you will. Um, so yeah, and uh, it, it looks good. Um, Danny, um, many, what did- many good months to look forward to. With the Osprey thing, I think I can't think where I heard this. Apparently, they want him to be the first guy who's been in the New Japan Cup, the best of the Super Juniors, and the G1 in the same calendar year. I just can't think where I read that. I read okay. it somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. So... New Japan's very much like that for for records of yeah. of that kind, isn't it? You know, so yeah, I, I could see that happening. Look, definitely look forward to that one. So, yeah, so I think we'll finish. Uh, overall thoughts on wrestling's on Taku. It, do you know what I mean? From my point of view, you had a great Okada Sonada match. You had a very good Ishii versus Evil match and a very good um, Dragon Lee versus Ishimori match. And I really enjoyed the debut of ELP. So, for me, I enjoyed a lot. Um, it, the rest of the stuff, it was all right. Um, Danny, what were your overall takes from Don Taku 2019? 
Um, I'm realising that I haven't watched it in the best frame of mind. However, I still am a little bit disappointed by the the overall both both nights. Um, I agree in terms of the Okada the Okada match with Sonada. Um, I will probably need to rewatch Ishii versus um, your boy Evil. Um, and the first night, I really love the the Ishimori versus Dragon League uh, match. So a lot of real positives. However, I don't. I don't know. You like when I say however? I don't think. It however, lived, <laughs> it lived up to um, it lived up to more recent cards for. For wrestling, the uh, for wrestling Don Taku. So we'll see how it goes uh, going forward. Enjoyed a few matches from here. And, you know, re- the, the main thing I've got out of this show is how much I'm looking forward to Dominion. Yeah, definitely. Best of the Super Juniors, Dominion, exciting times coming for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Obviously, we're at the Copper Box in August. The G1, it really is a big three or four months for the company. Um, we, we've got it's a big month for wrestling this month, Danny. Money in the bank, double or nothing, best of the super juniors, war of the worlds in Ring of Honor. Some there's <laughs> a lot of wrestling to get through these next few weeks. A lot of wrestling, yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, um, money in the bank, less so. Um, I've got to be honest with you, it's not not one of my favorite pay per views. Um, but we'll we'll see what it offers. There might be some good matches from the the ladder matches there. I don't know how much you love your ladder matches. Oh. Um, so that should be a fun show to preview with you, to review with you even. Yeah, and um, from from our point of view as well, we're going to be hoping to get to uh, the uh, Fight Club Pro Show, which is the Hangover Part Two, I believe it's called. Um, so that should be fun as well. Yeah, very good. Hopefully, I can sort out the travel and we will be able to go. Um, so, yeah, Danny, I think that wraps everything up. Um, Wrestling Don Taku 2019 is in the books. We've tried to give it the best review as possible. Obviously, we've crammed in eight hours of wrestling. Well, Danny certainly has in the space of 24 hours, which is never easy. Have a good evening, everyone. Have a good weekend. See you later. <laughs>